Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1011, it's a Wednesday, 9th day of August 2023. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Great to have you with us this morning as we are getting closer and closer to the fall sports season. I'll set you up for later on in the week. we got a lot coming up for you. Uh, also, we'll talk some baseball as we uh, have two first-place baseball teams still to discuss. We'll do all that, some headlines to come. But we'll talk some hockey off the top of the show because why not? It's August. Uh, joining us, the legendary Pat Micheletti. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. Um, nice to uh, hear your voice again. And Likewise. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I, I think so. Um, I haven't been told otherwise, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's good. And, and, yes, we are we are inching closer to our hockey season. Uh, you know, when the phone starts to ring a lot, you, 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 know, <laughs> you know you're getting closer. Yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of people you're talking to and uh, – Good to hear uh, old voices, and so yep, it's uh, it's getting close. In fact, if you go to kdal610.com, uh, I did yes, even though I was off yesterday, I still did work because that's the kind of person I am. Yep. Uh, I uh, yep. I have the projected lineup. Well, my projected lineup for 2023-24. The the way I see the depth chart for UMD going into the season. You can read that on the blog page at kdal610.com. I have been informed by my own eyes that the the table format that I used for the line charts looks a little bit funky on phones and tablets, but it's there. You can read it, and you can probably figure it all out if you sit there and look at it long enough. But uh, I've got uh, the... What I think are the five lines, what I think are the four defensive pairings to start the season, and how I think the goaltenders line up for the start, to start the season. It's all on the website. Uh-oh, he's going to look well, at it right well, now, isn't the, he? Well, here's, the, here's the question I have for you. Okay. Will the head coach take a look at it and, and um, take your suggestions? Uh, let's just say that I've done this exercise now for a few years. I stole the concept from Russo. Uh, as I, I steal most of my concepts from Russo or other people in the NHL. Um, so I, you know, I can safely say that there's been one time, I think, that I was really, really close with the projections. Otherwise, it's uh, throwing darts at a board. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. And, and one thing you have to remember, too, with, uh, with all these teams and all these coaches is, you know, they, they, they start something at the beginning of the year and, and uh, you know, and, and hope that it works. But more often than not, you, you tinker here and you tinker there. And, and that's why you go through the season and get yourself ready uh, for the playoffs. So, um you know, we know who's going to be on on all of these teams and all the rosters, and uh, which coach can can have that magic to get the right formula in place to win a national championship. And, and that's it, like you said, you're gonna you're gonna see something. You know, when the Bulldogs open October seventh against Michigan Tech at Amsel in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game, the nice people that are in attendance are going to see whatever they put out there and what they see that night is likely to be drastically different because that's just how it is 
uh, for you know what you see come February or March because you know not only are you going to have the natural tinkering that coaches are going to do, you're going to have guys that, that that they perform better with certain players, and you learn that yeah. over the course of a season. It doesn't. It, you can say, well, I think this person and this person are going to have chemistry. Just because you think it doesn't make it so. I, I tell you what, it, it, it's amazing from from year to year, and I'll go back to you know even when I played and. Uh, you know the the jump. You know the, the the coaches expect certain players to emerge to to uh, uh, to you know to improve drastically and to have an impact on your team. And and you're hoping um, that that happens. And and you know you and I I see it all the time in in the growth of guys from year to year. And that's just not. Um, getting older and you know getting stronger it, it it's just um it, it's it's the mindset of a of a player that's saying you know what i um i need to be better i want to be better i can be better i am a good player and uh so much of it is is the confidence a kid uh kid carries from year to year yep uh pat uh matt dumba is no longer a member of the wild now we've known for Oh my goodness! I don't even Forever. know how for a long time that, right. that 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 what we saw over the weekend was going to happen. This was inevitable. It was a matter of where he was going to go and what kind of contract he was going to get. But he was not going to return to the Wild. We all knew that all along. Uh, that said, it's now reality, and you know, you people can think what they want of Matt Dumba. Analytically, he was one of the Wild's best defensemen, especially in the second half of last season when it came to purely defending. And I know the offensive numbers never came back after the injury, Pat, but you know this guy, 598 games over 10 seasons in a Wild jersey, he made an impact on and off the ice. Well, you know, we can talk about the on-ice stuff, but, but you, know, when you, we, you know, every year is different. And the, the one... The one major thing that is so important to a team is the camaraderie in the locker room, the the atmosphere um, on the road with uh, with with the guys, and you know it's such a long season. And Matt <clears throat> did such a great job of of being one of those vocal leaders. Um, you know, kept things loose, was friends with everybody. Uh, just one of the one of the you know like we like to call it one of the glue guys and and that's not easy to replace and you know i i know there's lots of talk of well who's going to step up you have a captain who's on the quiet side which is fine you know doesn't doesn't talk a lot in jared spurgeon um you know who's going to be that guy and 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 that's not easily uh, replaceable so uh for a lot of reasons they're going to miss matt dumba and and you know he, he goes on a on a fairly reasonable contract, uh, which which kind of stunned me to be quite honest. I knew he wasn't going to get um, six million, but to, but to sign for three point nine, uh, you know there there may be um, you know factors in that with Arizona whether you know they 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 move him at the deadline to a contender, you know who knows. But um, but he's going to be missed here there. There's no question about that. Pat Micheletti joining us. So, you know, you've been in rooms, and you, you can speak to this. You know, Bill Guerin made a trade last year specifically for this purpose, bringing in Ryan Reese, because he felt like the room was too quiet. How important is it to have you know, a, 
whether it be one guy, two guys, whatever it is, a little bit of personality in a locker room over the course of a long season like this? Well, when, when you have veteran guys, Bruce, and you can look down – you can look down the bench and say, you know what, this guy's got my back. He's been here. He knows how to do it. Um, that is, it, it's it's critical compared to looking at a rookie who's 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 green, uh, first time in the league. Uh, you know, all of those factors come in, and 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 guess what? Other teams look at the uh, at the other side of the bench and say, you know what, um, that's a that, that's going to be a team that's going to be tough tonight. And compared to saying, you know what, you got some scared guys over there. Um, you know, we can handle them. So it, it does make a big difference. And uh, unfortunately, you know, for Minnesota now, they're in a situation where, you know, they have to piece things uh, together for a couple years and, and you know, try to make it work. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's really, really important um, just to have that, that feeling um, in the locker room and then carry, carry it out on the ice. For for Dumbas from Dumbas' perspective, Pat, how smart is is it here that he found a place where he's going to play the role he thinks he needs to be playing? He's going to have an opportunity at top four minutes. He's probably going to have a chance at some power play time in Arizona, and he's doing this on a one year deal in a year where you know no one has cap space next summer. We're expecting four million dollars or so to get pumped into that salary cap. More teams are going to have money next year. This might get Matt in a position where he can get paid one more time. One hundred percent, Bruce. And 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 listen, um, he believes in himself, so he took the risk. Uh, you know, he thinks he's you know he still has the fire to play. He's still at an age where um, he's a valuable uh, commodity out on out on. Uh, uh, on the free market, so uh, you know he's saying, "Guess what? I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I need to prove it here. I'm gonna go down there and prove it, and someone's gonna pay me um, the following year." And and so uh, and, and and plus, if you look what Arizona is doing, now I'm not gonna pencil them in in the, in the playoffs, but the, but that they're putting together a pretty formidable lineup, uh, and you know they acquire, uh, uh, they sign Jason Zucker, they get the Jersey kid from. Uh, from LA, who I think is a really, really good defenseman, uh, they've got some guys up front who can score, and Clayton Keller, uh, amongst others, Kraus. Uh, so this is a team that, that you better keep an eye on this year. Uh, they're quietly adding, uh, you know, and, and, and probably feel that um, they have a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to be a pain to play against for a lot of teams in the yep. Central Division this year. That'll be interesting to follow that. And I don't know if you saw their t- they announced their ticket pl- uh, prices for next season. It's like $16,000 if you want to sit on the glass at Mullet Arena for a full season. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it uh, that that blows me away. Uh, you know, but it's in a 5,000-seat arena. Yeah. They probably feel that uh, – you know that they can they can do that. That won't be the case if they get a new uh, building at some point in time. But um, you know, hey, got to throw it out there, right? Yeah, that's One true. Bite. All you can do is ask. Uh, Pat, we were all impressed right. by what we saw from Brock Faber once he signed after the the Gophers National Championship game lost to Quinnipiac. And you know, Faber turned pro the next day. He was debuting a couple of days later in the NHL. He played in the postseason series against the Dallas Stars. 
And, and I think he set a pretty high bar for what we can expect out of him, but it's still an 82-game season. He's never played 82 games in a season. It's going to be a test for him physically. It's going to be a test for him mentally. What is a realistic expectation for a guy like Brock Faber, who's not a, a dynamic offensive player, but but what he can do defensively, likely alongside Jonas Brodeen for most of the year? Bruce, you've been around a lot of players in, in, in your career as a broadcaster. And um, you, you've seen players that you just see something different in them. And when I watch Brock Faber, and I've got to know Brock, uh, you know, from, from covering the Gophers, there's just something different about him. And, and, and those, those are the players that you say, mm-hmm, he can handle it. Um, he's such a good skater. He's so um, even keeled in his approach to the game that I, I think he understands what it's going to take. In talking to him this summer, he says, "You know, he says, you know, Mick, I, I've got to, I've got to prepare myself for an 82 game season, not a 44 game season, and I'm taking those steps this summer." And so he's preparing right now, and he understands that um, it is going to be a grind, and. He, he, and that you have to be ready to play every night. So um, his skating ability and his defending ability, uh, you know, you saw in the playoffs, um, I, I think he's going to be just fine. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to play top four minutes for him this year. And, and, and you know, uh, and, and I think there's something uh, with Brock on, his, on the offensive side of things because he is such a good skater that, you're going to see him as he gets acclimated to the league a little bit more, take a few more chances, get involved, and, and I think there's some upside there on the offensive side of the game. The the mental toll is – it's almost, I would think, more difficult to prepare for than the physical toll. You can condition no your doubt. body. Yeah, you can condition your body till you're blue in the face and you can be ready right. physically to do something, but it, it's everything that you have to do mentally to play these minutes. Yeah, and that's where I go back to um, his even keel approach to the game. Um, I, I think he understands that. Uh, you know, listen, <clears throat> he. Um, you know, there were times during during uh, uh, this past Gopher season where you know Bob would 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 pull him back a little bit on on the number of minutes that he played, and you know they they dress seven D um, you know every night. So uh, you know, I, I I think he understands that. I know he's talked to. A lot of people about about the mental aspect of the game, and and uh, you know he's just one of those guys. And I I know you've seen him uh, up at UMD with uh, some of the guys who've made the transition from from college hockey to the NHL. Some guys just know how to do it and and understand it. And and uh, I think Brock's one of those guys. You know the other thing too I wanted to bring up because we talked about the Arizona Coyotes, we talked about the Gophers, so we've got to make the natural connection here. Uh, since we last spoke, Logan yep. Cooley made it official. He was going to move on and, and go play pro hockey this year instead of uh, the initial plan was to return to Minnesota for a sophomore year. Now Bob Motzko knew he was going to lose Logan Cooley at some point. He wasn't going to play four yep. years at Minnesota. That said, how much right. more difficult is it going to be for him to to try even in the aggregate? You know, because you know, not one guy's going to do what Logan Cooley did. Even there, to try to replace what Logan Cooley could produce for this team, knowing now that he's going to be gone, and you can't just go in the portal and find somebody to replace that. 
Well, it, 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 I tell you one thing, it, it, it brings a lot more teams into the fold for, for this upcoming season. I think, I think uh, going in, I think Minnesota was probably going to be the number one ranked team. They still may be. I don't know. Uh, but, but, but all of a sudden, when you're playing Minnesota and Logan Cooley's not out there, where you know he's a threat every time that he's on the ice, you know, that brings, that brings uh, everybody back in a little bit. And so, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a blow to Minnesota. There, there's no question. You, you just don't say, okay, next man up, replace Logan Cooley. Uh, but it, what it does give, it gives a guy like Brody Lamb, a guy like Connor Kurth, um, you know, really good players that, that were on the third and fourth line, maybe more of an opportunity. And, and we talk about guys emerging. Well, here's your opportunity to try and emerge and, and take some of the void that, uh, that Cooley left. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. It's a, it's a whole new year. Uh, all the teams are, yeah, a lot of faces back with a lot of different teams. But you know what? That, that's the beauty of college hockey. You just don't know what you're going to get um, at the start of the year and, and when we finish in April. So uh, that's that's why that's what makes it so much fun. I'm just glad we're back on the schedule with the Gophers this year. That was so yeah. weird. That was so yeah. weird. It should never happen again. Pat, thank you so much. Enjoy yeah, the rest of your never summer. Happen and, and no, no, and it uh, the rivalry that was once and, and it's faded. Let's 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 face it. It it has faded a little bit. We need to get that back in uh, into the fold because. Um, the rivalry and the fan base between the two teams. I think it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And uh, I, um, I hope it uh, continues on a, on a yearly basis. The next step now is to start getting back to where we're playing two-game series instead of these silly home-and-homes. I don't mind them for, from, a, yeah. from, a, from, a, you know, from my standpoint. It's an, it's an easy weekend. But you know, let's get back to where there's Gopher fans come up here every other year for, for a weekend in Duluth in the late fall. Yeah. Yeah, I Bruce, I would have hated it if if that would have been the case when we were playing because to go up to the deck, um, which where the the games were played yeah. back then, <laughs> um, you know it it was it was it was fun to come to Duluth as as a player and and be up there all weekend and you know interact with the fans and get booed and get, <laughs> you know cheered by the the small group that got tickets from from uh, from Minnesota to to come up there and. Uh, it, it, it was wonderful, and then to have the Bulldogs come down here—just uh, epic games, uh, great rivalry—and uh, the buildup was all week long, Bruce, all week long in the papers with, you know, our good friend Kevin Page, yep. who's retired now, and John Gilbert writing his uh, stories down in the Minneapolis paper. I mean, it, it was it was just it was wonderful, and I, I hope we uh, can get back to those days. I'm with you, man. Thank you so much. Yep, have a great week. You too. Pat Micheletti joining us. It's 10.30. More to come on this Wednesday morning. Check some headlines coming up. Uh, High school football in Wisconsin next week. Yeah, I know. And a local hockey team appears to be looking for at least a temporary home. We're getting all that coming up. 10.30 our time. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We continue with our 14-team Big Ten preview sponsored by Lando Lakes by taking a look at the Iowa Hawkeyes next. There is a land where anything is possible. 
where soul, soil, and science work wonders every day. A land that values bravery and curiosity, where the truth is the official language. And here, we put our all into feeding human progress, to making a positive impact. This is a land of honesty, of optimism, of possibilities. This is Land O' Lakes, proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Tanner Hoops previews the 2023 Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa Hawkeyes finished 8-5 a season ago and came within one win of a return to the Big Ten Championship game. A struggling offense hampered the Hawkeyes, and head coach Kurt Ferentz believes that group will take a step forward in 2023. Offensively, very veteran uh, at the running back position, tight end position. I think we have two good uh, veteran receivers, very different, but uh, veteran guys that uh, are return. And then probably the two biggest differences, certainly we've uh, got a new quarterback coming in and Cade McNamara. Yeah, I think probably the most significant change on our team will be the maturity of our offensive line. Now entering his 25th season guiding the Hawkeyes, Barron says the standard has not changed. All that does change, what doesn't change, our goals remain the same. It's just about having our players maximize their abilities and maximizing their opportunities. So that hasn't changed an awful lot. Iowa opens the 2023 season at home September 2nd against Utah State. The Hawkeyes will welcome Minnesota to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday, October 21st. Tomorrow, we'll preview Nebraska on the Golden Gopher Daily Update, sponsored by Lando Lakes, longtime supporter of Golden Gopher football. I'm Mike Grimm. Dave Ramsey. Pretty easy. Afternoons on KDAO. More to come on this Wednesday morning. Great to have you with us. Our friends of the Minnesota Wilderness are looking for a place to, you know, have hockey games. I'll give you details on that coming up. Talk some baseball as well. CBS News, though, standing by, 1037. Bruce Siski Show, 610, 103.9 KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I've always wanted to be in the witness protection program. Fresh start. No debts, no baggage. I've already got my name picked out. Lord Rupert Everton. I'm a... Uh, a shipping merchant who raises fancy dogs. That's the life. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAO. 10.42. No show tomorrow. On account of the Twins game at noon, Brad is on at 10 with sound off tomorrow. 10 to 11.30. We are back on Friday with UMV football coordinators, Chase Vogler offense, Trey Dill defense, both with us on the radio show Friday. And then head coach Kurt Weezy will be with us next week as we look forward to the start of the Bulldog football season, kickoff three weeks from tomorrow, and fall camp began on Monday. Bulldogs will take on Northern Michigan August 31st from Miloski Stadium here on KDAL. Saw this this morning. Apologies for the construction noise outside if you're hearing that. They're working still on First Avenue East out here. So, good friends of our radio show over the years, the Minnesota Wilderness, GM Dave Boyce has been on when he was the coach. Uh, we've had their coaches on a number of times. Brett Skinner was great last year. He's moved on to Fargo. Looking forward to hearing from uh, Colton St. Clair, their new head coach, formerly out at North Dakota. Uh, that's going to be coming up this season. But in the meantime, Boyce and his staff are trying to find a place to play. The Luton News Tribune had this this morning, and I had no idea. 
So ICE has been out at Northwoods Credit Union Arena in Cloquet since early June. Uh, That is when, according to the Tribune, the main cooling tower sprung a leak, which halted ICE production. So shortly after that, City Council voted. They uh, purchased some repair parts of 50 grand, and those parts were supposed to be in end of July and everything good to go by mid-August, which was great because the Wilderness start fall camp on August 22nd. They get some preseason games, and then their home opener is September 9th against the Anchorage Wolverines. Well, there's a bit of a problem. There's been some shipping delays for these parts. They're like a month behind schedule. They're hoping to have the ice installed by early October. That's a month after the Wilderness start their season. So you can see where Dave Boyce is in a bit of a pickle. He told the Tribune he's been on the phone with several local media, or local media, local rinks, as they try to find a temporary home for the hockey team. He would not identify the facilities he's had contact with, but did say he's confident he'll find a solution, and this will not impact the training of players, You know, getting them into their preseason routines, getting these preseason games in and getting the season started on September 9th as scheduled. So we will stay tuned. Good luck to a good friend of the show, Dave Boyce, and his team as they try to find a solution to this problem that is not of their doing. Uh, Northwoods Credit Union Arena, as the paper points out, built in 1996. My goodness, it's been that long. Holy moly. It's just flying by. How are we going to do? And they had a, I think, I want to say it was a refurbished cooling system. They did not get a brand new one when when they built that place. So the cooling system's been around for a while. That's actually obsolete as well, but the replacement's going to be coming here in a couple of years. That's not happening right now. So good luck to the Willingness as they try to get that problem solved. Uh, All this to avoid talking about baseball. I just don't want to. Uh, Twins lose again, six zip. Shut down again by a left-hander. They got to Joey Wentz on Monday, that's for sure, but they did not get to Eduardo Rodriguez last night. Six days after turning down a trade to the L.A. Dodgers, as was his right via the no-trade clause in his contract, Rodriguez gets his eighth win with seven innings of four-hit ball, all singles, three walks, five strikeouts. The Guardians victorious last night, knocked off the Blue Jays one zip. So Cleveland is back within four and a half games of first place in the AL Central. Twins and Tigers again this evening. Bailey over for the Twins, and Alex Fajardo will get the start tonight for Detroit. 540 here on KDAL from Comerica Park. Milwaukee Brewers, a 7-3 loss last night to Colorado. A disappointing game, one that the Brewers had a couple of chances in, could not uh, get some key runs across late. Devin Williams, the scoreless ninth inning. They keep it tied, but then they went to the 10th inning. Andrew Chafin and Abdu Uribe came on for the Brewers and did not bring their eyesight with them. That was not good. Those two combined for 31 pitches in the top of the 10th inning. 13 of them went for strikes. Chafin and Uribe combined for three bases loaded walks in the top of the 10th. Rockies scored four times. They win 7-3. Cubs won. Reds lost. So they are both one and a half games back of the Brewers in the NL Central. Uh, One o'clock, by the way, 
series finale, homestand finale today at American Family Field, Adrian Hauser versus Chris Flexen, the pitching matchup this afternoon in Milwaukee. Uh, Vikings, uh, co-owner Mark Wilf had a long session with reporters yesterday. Would not say what he'd like to see Kirk Cousins do after the season. Uh, the Vikings already had reworked Cousins' contract to guarantee he'd be a free agent at the end of the year. And Wilf says that they are leaving this to the GM, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, and head coach Kevin O'Connell at a later date. Basically, the sides agreed to restructure and make Cousins a free agent after 2023, and we are not going to discuss this again until after the season. So we shall see how this all goes. And it's going to be a dilemma. I think no matter, you know, unless the Vikings have an outstanding season that no pundit seems to think is going to happen, that sees the Vikings on the you know knock it on the door of the Super Bowl. If that doesn't happen, then the Vikings have a dilemma. They're going to have a 35 year old quarterback who turns 36 before the 20, uh, 2024 season begins, and is likely going to command a large amount of money to play football. Do they commit long-term big dollars to Kirk Cousins when he's going to be 36 before the 2024 season starts? Or is this the point where you cut the cord and move on? We may learn in terms of options a little more during the preseason. We'll see what the rookie Jared Hall could do out of EYU. I would be very surprised if Cousins played really at all in the preseason, certainly not tomorrow night in Seattle, 9 o'clock against the Seahawks. But we'll see. I, 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 I've been proven wrong before, but I, I do tend to think this is going to be the end of the line for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. With the Packers, meanwhile, uh, joint practices with the Bengals in a preseason game there Friday night. 6 p.m. start, 4 o'clock for the coverage over on AM 710, the game. We'll talk more Packers as we go into the show on Friday, but it'll be interesting to see what the, they do. You know, and that to me is a greater dilemma, right? Because you've got the new starting quarterback in Jordan Love. So what do you do with the preseason games? It helps that you've got the joint practice today with the Bengals. It helps that you've got the Patriots in for practices next week, that you can get Jordan Love out there against a live defense that's not your own, and granted, he's not going to, you know, it's not full tackling. He's not going to get hit, which actually makes it more tempting to say, okay, we're going to get you out here against this defense and see what you can do. And we're not going to play you in the preseason because to play Jordan Love in the preseason means you're likely also playing David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins in the preseason. Do you want to do that? They're both, they've both had knee injuries. Bakhtiari is still dealing with his knee. And they're, they're managing his practice schedule very carefully because of that knee. Do you really want to go that route? Or do you put Love out there in these joint practice sessions against live defenses, see what he can do, and we'll see you September 10th in Chicago against the Bears? Another dilemma. It's a decision I'm glad I don't have to make because there's certainly good arguments to be made on both sides. 10.50, we'll wrap it up in a moment. Bruce Siski Show, 610-1039, KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. We've been through this before. Weekdays at 10 on KDAL. 10.59, we are not on the air tomorrow. Brad will be on at 10 tomorrow with Kenny for sound off ahead of the Twins game at noon against the Detroit Tigers tomorrow. 
So we'll be back on Friday with both UMB football coordinators, Chase Vogler on the offensive side, Trey Dill on the defensive side, as we look ahead to the start of the 2023 season in just a couple of weeks. Sound off is next after the news. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well. No, I I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. This is your home for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 103.9 W280 FDFM and AM 610 KDAL Duluth Superior.